Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of our illustrious, awesome, beautiful, can't think of any other good adjectives, our Spotlight Series. Stupendous. Stupendous, she says. So we are now in June. We're, yes, we're we are. Halfway through. This year, it's a lot. It's been like 80 years already, and it's only really been five months. Yeah, it, yeah. I know y'all feel that. It's been a lot. This year has been the most. Yeah, it's still being the most. Yeah, it just gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> Will we have an alien invasion this month? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Fuck. Shit, man. We got like outbreak monkeys and what was that other one? Like radiated mice or some shit like that? Oh, no, the mice are just angry because there's not a lot of food oh, around. Oh, yeah, the rats are just pissed because there's not enough people outside dropping food on the ground, so the rats are mad. Monkeys stole, like, some coronavirus shit from some lab somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's riots and looting happening. Like, this... June is insane already, and it's only day two, y'all. Yeah. Day it's... two. Like... Yeah, it's it's a mess out there, but um, you can take solace in the fact that we're gonna discuss a lot of awesome martial arts movies. Heck yes, Not kung nec- fu. Oh no, say say what you're gonna say. What? You had a name for it. Oh, kung june. <laughs> I like that you did the choppy hands. <laughs> <laughs> chop chop. Okay, there's so- a lot of chops in this. In this yeah. month. So this month will uh, probably be more me showing Katie some cool stuff. I mean, I don't know. You've probably seen some good I mean, ones that I haven't of. seen either. No, probably not. That's there's, what I mean. Showing there's you. not anything that I haven't seen, but watching a lot of my old my favorites. I have a yeah, lot of random say. favorites that Otis also enjoys. That, that'll be the stuff that we watch. And then some other stuff that Otis enjoys that I haven't seen yet. Because yeah. Otis is a kung fu Martial arts knowledge is a movie knowledge is a lot bigger than mine. Yeah, I even as a wee baby, wee baby Otis, I watched a ton of Shaw Brothers films and stuff. That kind of kung fu where every hit sounded like just like a, a brick in a bag. Yeah, and I watched a lot flying of, and shit. I watched a lot of kung fu as a kid or martial arts as a kid, but it was like the martial arts that everyone else was also watching. Oh, yeah. Like it was the mainstream stuff. So I watched a lot of Jackie Chan movies like as soon as he burst onto the scene so i've seen all of his stuff i've seen you know the stuff that was like partially martial arts like kind of on the outskirts of martial arts but would still be considered a martial arts movie like the mortal Kombat series which you know which we're gonna count (laughs) for sure Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily like martial arts based it's just kind of fighting in general because um, people pull some all all sorts of crazy shit in those movies. <laughs> um, but other things, like I watched Bloodsport a lot growing up. I yeah. watched um, dumb, like, little kid ninja shit. Like, some of my favorites are, like, Three Ninjas. Hell yeah. Uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which are ninjas, so don't at me, Okay. <laughs> I love that movie. That first yeah. one's really good. Two is good, too. Yeah, I really, really like Three the, ain't, the, three mutant, ain't that good. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, so I watched a lot of stuff like that. Just 
being a ninja was like a huge deal to 90s kids. Hell like yeah. Power Rangers were like half ninjas and it was just like... Well, yeah, in their first movie they got ninja powers. I know and I loved it. <laughs> I hated that they changed the cast, but I loved the ninja powers. Those yeah, are fucking cool. Yeah, those buff ass kids can't be in high school forever. Still. Because Jason was jacked to be a 17 year old. Jason was jacked, you're he's right. A, he's a big boy. <laughs> okay, so recast Jason. You didn't need to recast oh, fucking yeah. Zach. But Zach looks exactly the same. I saw him at Comic Con last year. He looked exactly the same as he did in yeah. Power Rangers when he was fifteen. So he could have been in Power Rangers the whole goddamn time. True. Some people look great. <laughs> Not forever. that I, I love Johnny Youngbosch. And anyone who listened to last month's episodes, no, I love him. Oh, he's the best. He was a. He's excellent, and I loved him as the Black Ranger. But they didn't need to recast Zach. Like he was also great. So well, I mean, what it's based off of Super Sentai. Every season's different people because it's I know. so different. So I mean, it made sense that they would change every season. But they didn't change everybody, which was the problem. Yeah, like at first they didn't. For the first movie, it should have been the entire original cast, and then recast people. Like get rid of a couple in the following season after that. I don't know. I could go on a whole tangent. I've... Yeah. We, I digress. We should do some Power Rangers stuff. Because that's another <laughs> thing I know a lot about is Power Rangers. But... Yeah, but I don't want to watch any of that other. Yeah. I'm, so... I'm quitting at Ivan News. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's the end of the Power Rangers for me. Oh, man. There's some good ones Unless there. we watch that new movie. Oh, Power Rangers in Space. Time Force. Ah, SPD. Ah, Gross. Some good ones Gross. out there. Gross. <laughs> Get out okay. of here with that. We'll watch the new, the brand new Power Rangers movie and the original Ivan Ooze Power Rangers movie and like season one and two of the Power Rangers and that's it. Oh yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or nothing. Yeah. Honestly we could just do a mini series just that uh what evil Greenwood Evil. Those like four episodes where Tommy was just beating everybody's brakes off. But are we also gonna watch the other seventeen episodes like in the future when he was like the gold ranger and did some bad shit. We could shit do a Tommy retrospective like... and just do all the episodes that he was Tommy. Because he keeps popping up. Well, he's, he's awesome. continuously Tommy for like 30 years now, so. Yeah. Oh, we keep. Okay, we should do some Power Rangers sorry. related. We eventually. We're going to do Power Rangers apparently. Yeah. Okay. Someday. So, uh, in the timeline of things, uh, the yesterday we released the episode. Mortal Kombat. It was me and my buddies and Katie, uh, friends from Texas, and it's one of our favorite movies, and we quote it all the time. So, uh, this is going to be a Katie and Otis joint, language Spike Lee or something, and we watched a very special movie within a movie, biography kind of situation. Uh, it was Bruce Lee, A Warrior's Journey, and so it's a biography about his life. Uh, honestly, the last... Well, it, it goes through his beginnings, but then it talks about the last, like, month of his life mm -hmm. and what he was doing because he was working on an amazing movie called Game of Death. And so it was the last movie that he worked on because he was working on, um, okay, yes. So uh, he was working I on, it up, I was like... yeah, he was working on Enter the Dragon while, it's weird, so he he did movies, he did stuff for Game of Death, and then he did all the action scenes, kind of like Jackie Chan does. Do all the action shit first, so if you get hurt, you have time to heal, you can do all the talking, because the talking's nothing. You're just standing there, 
and all you see is the top half of him, and he talks real slow like this. And that's Bruce Lee in his movies. So he did all the action stuff for uh, for Game of Death. Did a fuck ton that a lot of it couldn't work because he was kind of a perfectionist. So he did things five billion times. And then he went and did Enter the Dragon, probably one of the biggest movies that he did. Uh, everyone talks about it. It's really fucking good. Jim Kelly's in that bad boy. I love Jim Kelly. He's one of the coolest black dudes to just dropkick people ever. And uh, Undercover Brother, he's based on the look of Jim Kelly. So back in January when we did Undercover Brother, that's what he looks like. So, uh, and then he, he was going to come back and actually do... do the talking parts for Game of Death. And then he died of cerebral edema before the release of the film. And uh, that kind of did a lot of shittiness for the the film because um, the people in charge were like, well, we got all these action scenes and some type of plot that he wrote down, but he kind of kept everything in his head. And they're like, well, what do we do? And what do you do when you only have, you know, 80 hours of kung fu film and all this stuff for a movie? You take 11 minutes of it, and then you get people that kind of look like Bruce Lee, and you have them just wear glasses and stay in the shadows, and then if you have to get really close, you have a cardboard face, and that's what you do to make it through the movie. Um... We could have watched Game of Death because I enjoy Game of Death. I enjoyed the last 30 minutes, which was all the action. But I didn't want Katie to see that Bruce Lee. That was... it. It. I can't think of the word. It, it, was, like, it was like they were dancing on his grave doing it. Uh, a lot of people that filmed all the stuff with Bruce Lee didn't want to be in the remastered version without him. Uh, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he is the top boss. He's on the fifth level of the pagoda that he fights Bruce Lee. Uh, one of his students, he was like, don't put me in this movie. They actually had to find someone else to, to redo his moves because he's like, don't put me in this movie. Bruce is dead. I don't want to be involved. So it, it's a shit show. Um, if you have time, you can watch Game of Death. It ain't good until you get to the end when you see Bruce. But then you're only seeing 11 minutes of it. And that's where the Warrior's Journey comes in. Because at the end, they actually found... Like like, way later. Like years and years and years and years later. Uh, 28 years went by. And they find almost 30 minutes of the original footage that Bruce Lee worked on. And so they spliced it together as much as they could. So there's some spots where the camera is like darker in the room, sometimes lighter. There are spots where they actually didn't dub in. Okay, so <laughs> Katie didn't see it until later, but uh, when Bruce Lee talks, uh, he's very deliberate with his words. He can speak English. He's amazing at talking. But well, of the... course, he can speak English. He's from America. I know, but you know what I mean. It's he he puts on this like air when he talks like this and he does this and everyone in his movies talk like this too and so they're actually because they don't have the best recording stuff in those action scenes so they 
just let them talk and they don't record the audio of them talking and then they go back and dub over it. So there's spots where it's inaudible because they didn't, Bruce didn't go back and actually do it. Yeah. But a lot of it, you can tell when someone's voicing over something. It's just yeah. the voice is too loud. But uh, so Katie actually got to see the best part. The the last thing Bruce Lee, like, like he didn't finish it. So it, it's pretty sad. But we got a lot of cool stuff out of it. We got the yellow jumpsuit that everyone copies when they want to mm-hmm. be badass. And Kill Bill. Uh, that's what the bride wears when she goes to kick Lucy Liu's ass at her bar. Uh, yellow. Uh, it was yellow Adidas. But mm-hmm. then it's a Japanese company shoes. It's like A-C-I-S-C-S. Uh, there's, there's a sweet name for him. Uh, but it was actually... Knock off Adidas? Well, some Japanese... A-C-I-C. Like, you just spelled Adidas, but with C's instead of D's. They were... Oh, was it Basics? No, Asics. Asics? A-C-I-C-S. Sorry, I added like 15 vowels in there. Asics. That's a normal company. Yeah, Onisuka Tiger Shoes. So those are the shoes that he wore. He did have Adidas in some scenes, but Onisuka's Tiger Shoes, uh, they're, they're awesome. He looked awesome. So... It was cool. So what'd you think about the biography and the almost 30 minutes of Game of Death? What'd you think about it? I like the biography a lot. Um, I've never really had a chance to watch a lot of Bruce Lee stuff. Like I've seen um, just clips here and there of like him being just a badass in martial arts, but never anything of him outside of the movies that he was in. And seeing this biography of him like puts him on a whole nother level of just human so we know like just being existing in the world you have heard bruce lee's name millions and millions of times probably in your lifetime um anytime anyone brings up martial arts at all the immediate response is to go to Bruce Lee, the master of all. Like, he was the best. He's the best there ever was. He'll be the best there ever will be. He's the best. And that's cool and all. Like, yes, he was really, really great at martial arts. But the thing that you really miss, because there's all this emphasis on him being such a fantastic, incredible martial artist, is how truly intelligent he was. Oh, amazing. And... Like, the dude went to, I think, the UCLA yeah, or UC Irvine, something like that. He went to one of the UCs, and he has a fucking, like, master's degree in psychology. Like, the dude is so freaking intelligent. And he took, the man took everything that he learned in his education and his major and all of that and applied it all to his life and to martial arts. And he basically took his, not philosophy, was it philosophy or psychology? I can't A remember. Both. No, you either made, you major in one of them. I don't remember which one it was. Um, it says in the movie, so you'll have to watch the movie and find out. But whichever one that he majored in, he took all of that stuff and put it into his own martial arts. And he took the idea of a bunch of different martial arts and created his own martial art called... Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do, which was this comprehensive, basically, 
version or style of martial arts that a whole bunch of people wanted to learn because Bruce Lee was teaching it. Yeah. And he had taken from all these different aspects from, you know, Wing Chun and um, all these different versions and styles and put them together, taken all the best parts, basically, and thrown them together into Jeet Kune Do and then created a school out of it in Hollywood and taught a whole bunch of people how to fucking do it. Like, he taught Chuck Norris, and he taught Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he taught all these other fucking amazing martial artists because his shit was so good. And I think my favorite thing that I learned about him in this documentary is how adamant he was about portraying Asian Americans correctly. Yes. And not as just the stereotypical, like, horrible things that they had been portrayed as prior right. to him basically breaking barriers in Hollywood. So for those of you who aren't well-versed in martial arts films or in older cinema, know that a lot of times in old movies, especially in the 50s and 60s, <laughs> Asian dudes were played by white guys with fucking basically brown face and like tape on their eyes to make them look Asian and it's fucking disgraceful and there's always this like idea or at that time there was this idea that Asian men could not speak well uh, or Asian characters could not speak well and their accents were always really really heavy and really obnoxious even though people some of the actors who were playing them were just could speak normally mm -hmm. like but they would force them because of this idea of the quote-unquote chinaman there was this idea that they had to be obnoxious and over the top you see it a lot now in like um in master of none the the movie oh, or yeah. the show that um aziz ansari does he has so he's an actor in the show and he goes to a bunch of different like auditions and in these auditions they ask him so where's your accent like no we need a middle eastern accent and some of his actor friends like just lay it on super thick and have to pull out this bullshit middle eastern accent so that they'll get hired for the job because what they want for their for the character is just to be the stereotypical like not good english speaking person and Bruce Lee basically saw that in Hollywood and was like, no, fuck that. I'm an educated man. Um, I am going to show the world that not like this is not what, you know, Kung Fu is about. This is not what martial arts is about. This is not what um, Asian Americans are about. Like, this is a complete misrepresentation of the entire race. And he basically told Hollywood, fuck you, hire me to see what it's about. And he put out like, 20 movies in like five years and just crushed the game uh amazing dude so when katie brought up wing chun so uh the movie Ip man which will happen very soon in an episode uh wing chun i like to think of bruce lee style jeet kundo as the add version of wing chun so jeet kundo it just it's translated as way of the intercepting fist bruce lee says so you're going to build up speed for this punch. I'm just going to move in closer and punch you in the face before you can even punch me. Are you going for a kick? Cool. I'll just punch you on the inside of your leg and then punch you in the mouth. Uh, and that's why Bruce Lee, his moves, he doesn't do a lot of long strings of punches and stuff in his fights. It's, 
you know, movies now, it's like punch, parry, punch, flip, turn, punch, punch, and then punch, one punch, finally punch, punch, hits, punch, 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 you know? Yeah. In his films, it's like swing, 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 pop, and someone goes down. It's a, it's a lot more realistic, and that's why a lot of people were like, fuck, I want to learn that because that's yeah. way more applicable in my life because some dude rolls up on me. This fight's going to be quick. It's not going to be dragged out and we're both bleeding and it's raining and we do drop kicks in the middle of the street. So, um, the dude's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> I will say all the, the screams and the sounds he does, it, it, it's, it's a lot. But it's just, it's just what he does. And he's amazing. And still to this day, there's so many versions of him in different things. Like in Tekken, uh, the character Law. It's just Bruce Lee. He wears the same outfits and stuff. An amazing dude. So like we were saying, um, the the Warrior's Journey, this movie, it talks about his life and then that month before he died and all the plans he had. So he died, sadly, very, very early. So he, Bruce Lee, died pretty early in his life. He's not part of the... Oh, what age is that? Was 27. it? 27. The 27 Club. He was 33 mm-hmm. uh, when he passed away from the uh, brain edema. But sad stuff. Uh, I'm just thinking of all the movies that he could have been in. Starred and, in? Yeah, starred in. And then later on in his life, he, he would have been a great Director. Just villain in movies. Oh, he'd have been an old bad guy in a movie. And it's like, oh, you're real old. You can't fight. And then he beat up yeah. the young boy, the young guy. I would have loved to see him and Jackie Chan go at it. Yeah. It, and it, him and Donnie Yen go at it. Like, yes. Oh my gosh, it would have been incredible. It, it's a, it's a super shame. But uh, that's what happens. And some people, you that's know, what happens to the Lee family. Yeah. Apparently, there's some type of curse. That's what they say. Because his son died doing movies, and he died. Uh, only the men. I can't remember the full story on it, but it's just men don't live long in that family. The full story on the curse or the full story the, on how his... Curse. Oh, I was like, I can no. tell you how his son died. Yeah, no, just full story on the curse, because he has a daughter, and then the, the wife, you know, she's fine. It's something with the sons. Anybody just with Lee in her name, you, you're not gonna, you're not long for this world. Yeah, it's freaking weird. So, like we said, uh, A Warrior's Journey... Uh, it talks about his life, and then it, they find the last 23 minutes of this original footage of Game of Death. So I'll give you a brief overview of Game of Death and what it's about. It's so shitty. Um, okay, so Bruce Lee plays High Ten. High Ten? Tien. So he's retired, like, martial artist, and the this Korean gang wants him to storm this pagoda where guns are prohibited so everybody is like highly skilled martial arts protecting something awesome at the top and he's like well we need really good fighters to get through all these bad guys so we can walk in and just take whatever it is they never explain what it is so bruce lee or high tian uh he's like no i'm good i don't want to do that i just want to hang out with my like sister that's all i want to do and just be a good person so they kidnap his sister and his brother, actually. And so they force him to participate. And so him with four other martial artists um, fight their way up this five-level pagoda. Uh, there's a ground floor and then five, so six stops they have to make. And every 
stop was going to have this boss that you had to beat to make it up the steps because that person would not let you go up there. And it's typical anime fare. Uh, usually when there's a big group and then you they're one by one meeting people, they're like, I have spider powers. He's like, hey guys, keep going. I got this. I'll take this guy. And then it moves on and it's like, oh, this dude can freeze time. I got this. Keep going. Uh, Naruto does it all the time. Cause they, oh, yeah. It they happens have, in every anime ever. You know, squads of three and but they that, always split. I mean, that came from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that trope came from this movie. So there are parts that you don't, that weren't filmed. Um, the bottom floor, and I want to say the first and second floor of the pagoda, it, it didn't get filmed yet. And so it starts on floor three, four, and five. And so on floor three is a weapons master, and he has these, not really tonfas, but these sticks and nunchucks. Mm-hmm. And the crew, uh, there's only two people left with Bruce because uh, the other two went down and they just leave him. <laughs> They're like, oh, you did your job. You kind of beat that dude and I came in and finished it. Yeah. We'll keep moving. Um, and so th- this is the that's the movie. It's like them trying to make their way through it. Lo and behold, to get all the way to the top of the pagoda. Yeah, lo and behold, Bruce Lee is doing all the work because the uh, other dudes he's Bruce Lee. are pretty shitty. Um, but yeah, so he takes out the Weapon Master. Um, he explains the whole being flexible, not having one style to the guy, because the guy has, like, these sticks, and he's trying to hit them. And Bruce Lee has, like, this young bamboo sapling, and he's beating the, dude, the shit out of the guy with it. So he's telling him, he's Man, like... that is the coolest shit. Yeah, he's like, I'm flexible, and I can move faster than you, because you're so rigid and set in your ways, and like, that's why you won't win. Yeah. And so some fighting happens, and then he snaps the dude's neck. And then they move on up to the next floor. Uh, there's a silly guy and there's an asshole guy. So the typical martial arts tropes are there. Yeah. And then uh, Hai Chien. Uh They make it to the next floor and it's a judo master. He was actually a, I want to say a black belt uh, in what, Hapkido in judo. And he's flipping the shit out of everybody. Anybody gets close, they're getting tossed. Uh <laughs> It's pretty cool. Like, Haitian actually has issues with him because, you know, at that point, he's really tired. Yeah, he's already, like, murdered by himself, like, six dudes. Yeah, so they make it to the top. Uh, the other two guys run off ahead, and the bad guy's like, hey, you can't do that. And Bruce is like, nah, your fight's with me. Let them go. They make it to the top, and lo and behold, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And if you haven't seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he is a basketball player, was a basketball player. Uh, one of the tallest dudes, I want to say he was, no, there's taller kids now. Oh, uh, yeah. He he was the tallest in the NBA for a long time. He was, he's like 7'6 or something like that. He's ridiculously tall. And he got trained by Bruce Lee. So think of Bruce Lee, little Bruce Lee with all his skill, and then put it into a 7 foot frame. And you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, re- 7 foot 2. 7 foot 2. Uh, and this film was done like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had just played like his first season with the Lakers like this was prime Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like he was young he was like 23 or something Something like like this in this movie he had been training with Bruce Lee for quite a bit like he had become a black belt in uh Jean Kudo with Bruce Lee like fucking insane (laughs) yeah so 
his name Hakeem. So in Boondocks, there's a character called Hakeem. So that's kind of a nod to him. Uh, Hakeem destroys the two underlings, kills them. Yeah, in like two seconds flat. And so uh, Bruce Lee makes his way up there, tired, worn out, because that's that's another anime trope. You know, you can't be 100% in the last fight. You have to be beat up. And I love his face. So he runs up the stairs and he looks at him, and he's sitting down in a rocking chair. And he, he looks down, and then the guy stands up, and he just, like, Bru- his, Bruce's Bruce face. Bruce Lee just, like, slowly keeps, moves up. It keeps looking up, but then he's looking at the fucking ceiling, and he's just like, oh, my God, you are so big. <laughs> it's pretty great. And so it's a really cool part. Uh, Kareem sees Bruce Lee, and he's like, wow, you're really tiny. He sits back down because he's not impressed. Bruce moves in to try to hit him. He kicks him. The, the foot, there's a foot mark on his chest for the rest of the fight. It is almost the length of Bruce's, like, torso. Abdomen. It's it, like his it's, whole abdomen. And so they proceed the fight. It's a really good fight. They actually had to slow down parts of the fight because they knew each other. And, and they, they knew, were both they knew what really, to do, really good at. And they're really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and so they actually had to slow shit down because it just was blurry and didn't look good for people watching it. Yeah. So they're like, no, you guys got to slow down. That's why sometimes in fights it just seems so ridiculously slow, but it's it's for the dumb people, so they understand what's yeah. happening. It happens a lot in martial arts. If you have are not very familiar with martial arts films, it does happen quite a bit in martial arts films because people are just too fast. Yes. So, um, yeah, so he, he wins and stuff. It, it's a really good movie. Uh, if you can find it, it's on Amazon. We found it on Amazon. Uh, a Warrior's Journey. Uh, yeah. You learn a lot of good stuff about Bruce, and you get to see the end of the movie, the good part of the movie, trust me. Yeah. Uh, there's a 30 for 30 coming out soon, and I think they're going to show some scenes from his life and a little more advanced stuff because that was made in 2000. 20 more years have gone by. More movies have nodded to him. and Oh, yeah. And his wife probably has more to say. You know, It's just the way the world is. So I'm excited to see that 30 for 30 for Bruce Lee because it should be really good. Um, yeah, so it, this it's weird because this movie was a biography, so there wasn't a real budget to it. It was kind of like a you know passion project kind of situation. So there's no real price to it, no. and it's fine. And then the Game of Death movie, it's confusing too, and I didn't want to look into it because I hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the action, but just the movie is crap. The concept, yeah. It's bad. It, it You see people not wanting to just let something go and trying their hardest to keep a movie going when your yeah. main character dies in real life and you only have 20% of the movie done. Well, I mean, it, sadly, it's just like how his son died. Yeah, but like, the crow—he did a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, the crow it was already before. done. Yeah. It was the movie was already done. That was like the last. Luckily, that was well. Yeah. No, it wasn't even supposed to be the last scene, where he dies. Wasn't supposed to be. There was supposed to be more after that. Yeah, but they didn't film it. At least, and at they least were just got, like, "Oh well, this is the ending, I guess." Yeah, at least you got a chunk of it done. Yeah, it's a shame. I like the crow a lot. It's a really good movie. Me too. Uh, you know, it's a comic book. Mm-hmm. A very depressing one. Oh, boy, yeah, it's a very depressing story. Well, the the creator was going through, like, I think his wife dies in real life, and he makes a comic book about her, and that's The Crow. It's a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. It's really good. It's sad. Um, but yeah, no, uh, this this episode's kind of different from what we usually do. Um, but no, it, it's a it's a solid one. It's it's always good to bring up Bruce Lee. Uh, he always comes up in fight talks. They're like, who'd win, Jet Li or Jackie Chan in a room full of shit? I'm like, Jackie Chan will win. Because Jackie Chan does stuff. The more shit in a room, the less chance you have of beating Jackie Chan. That's but, true. But they're like, but if Bruce Lee was in the room, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> that's unfair. You that's can't... not fair because they're older. But if everybody was in their prime, I'd probably put, still put money on Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan's really good. I'm he... putting my money on Bruce Lee. Movie Jackie Chan has the stamina of like five people. Because he's flopping and using things and running all the time. Well, yeah, but that has to do. But that has to do with the time that the movie was made and how much different, like the way that we film yeah. kung fu movies has, oh, has gone. Like, if Bruce Lee was twenty something, twenty five, thirty, right now in twenty twenty. Like, It Man 4 would be Donnie Yen versus Bruce Lee. Mm. Like, master versus uh, student. <sighs> Basically, Donnie Yen as It Man, <laughs> as I'm, his master, playing like playing his master and Bruce Lee just fucking going at it. You know like, what would actually happen in It Man 4? They if, would have to use slow-mo if Bruce to Lee film was the alive. entire thing. And it would look, and it would look like fucking... Um, Oh my god, we were just watching a thing about him. Quicksilver from mm. fucking X, the X-Men movies. Like, the movie would have to be done in slow-mo because their hands would move too goddamn fast. <laughs> what they probably would have done, if he was still alive in It Man 4, he would be some bad guy that knows Wing Chun, and he comes, and he's like, I've made it better. And it's like, original Wing Chun is crap. And then It Man's like, I can't believe you said that. And then they fight. I mean, or, if he was still alive. He, he, or if he was, okay, if if Bruce Lee, but if Bruce Lee was in his prime. Like oh, we're his, talking about prime. I'm talking about he'd be the age he should be. Oh, he was born in 1940. He'd be old. Yeah. Make him in, or have him be like, I trained my kid to be, to have this advanced, better version of Wing Chun. Yeah, he'd be 80. Like, Yeah, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. He could probably still swing on somebody. Oh, I'm sure he could, but... Oh, I want that now. I want I want an evil version of Wing Chun, and Ip Man's got to, like, stop that version. Oh. He's like, that's not right. No, what I'd want is I'd want Bruce Lee in his prime, like... So the Ip Man 4 is supposed to be uh, when Ip Man comes to America, I think is what the plot line is. Kind of. He's already been there, but yeah. But yeah, but so far in the story, we haven't seen him in America yet. Because Ip Man 3 wasn't in America yet. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yeah, because he, he fought Mike Tyson. I thought Mike Tyson was just in Asia because it's Mike Tyson. Probably, but he was in America because he made that school. He, he found Bruce. Um, Bruce Lee was young. Well, then that's what I would want in It Man Four, like him show, like continually teaching Bruce Lee, and then him and Bruce Lee team up at the end to fight. I don't know, Russia. <laughs> I don't know what year it is. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna bring down the Soviet Probably Union or some 60s shit. Sixties or seven? No, if Bruce yeah, is. They bring down the Soviet Union. Be late sixties. Exactly. Okay. Bring down the Soviet Union. Okay, so we're with talking Wing about Chun. we're talking about future stuff, but talking about um, imaginary shit. Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, your seven word synopsis. I'll do mine. So yellow tracksuit and shoes are just perfect. 
Uh, the look in this movie is beautiful. Uh, I'm telling you, Kill Bill, it, it looks awesome. Just yellow. Yellow with black. I don't know what it is, but it looks great. Yeah. Okay, so I have three. Handsome, intelligent, martial arts master, full package. <laughs> Legitimately, if you have only ever seen the clips of Bruce Lee from um, Game of Death, where he's in the yellow tracksuit, you need to look up a picture of Bruce Lee um, in a suit because the man looks completely different. He, like, the way that they style his hair in that movie makes him look like, I don't know, the typical Asian, like, character of the time. But he was, like, truly a put-together, like, dude. He had style, like, as fuck. He, oh my god. Like, dude, look great. You need to look up a young picture of Bruce Lee. Um, okay, my other one is um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is too freaking tall. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When they when Bruce Lee finally gets up to the top level and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar stands up, Bruce Lee's head is at the bottom of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's rib cage, like just above his waist, like basically staring at his belly button. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> That's nuts. Okay. And then Bruce Lee was the dopest dude ever. Yeah. He was so fucking cool. Oh, really good dude. You need to watch. Everybody needs to watch this movie. Watch the um, A Warrior's Journey. It yeah. is incredible. I mean, you like I said, you can watch Game of Death. It's just a lot until you get to the end. And then it's just... And it doesn't seem like it's going to make a lot of sense. And like, you just see Bruce's face. So, I, I didn't even tell you... So, while all that's happening, that's actually the original idea. That's what Bruce wanted to do. Mm-hmm. The Game of Death movie... Jesus Christ. So, um, he is a... So, he's a, a racketeer... And he becomes a martial arts movie star. Uh, and then when he, he's fighting syndicate henchmen, uh, they actually come on set and they put real bullets into a fake gun. Hey, that sounded familiar. And he actually Yikes. he actually gets shot in the face. And so he fakes his death and he gets plastic surgery. So that's their excuse of why he doesn't look the same. Oh. But it's not that... Th- he doesn't take his glasses off after that. He still has the glasses on, and he's still in shadows. Yeah. So it's it just, ugh, that movie's so dumb. Is that why somebody did that to Brandon Lee? Because no. Because that's what happens in the game of death? I don't know. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Can I'm, like, all conspiracy theoried up oh, right so, now. Okay, like, so if you guys don't know, in The Crow, Brandon Lee, uh, they had a prop gun on set, and he was, uh, in, a, in the movie, he gets shot a couple times, and he's, like, immortal. Um, but at the end of the movie... Yeah, the, the prop gun, it what, actually had a bullet in it? or So at the end of the movie, the character of the crow is up against like the bad guy or the good guy. It's weird because you can't really tell. The crow is the good guy of the film, but it seems like he's a bad guy because he's dark. Um, and the real bad guy comes up to his like loft or whatever and then decides that he's going to kill the crow. So he shoots him in, like, with, I don't know, two shots, I think? Like, two shots to the chest is how he's the crow is, quote-unquote, supposed to die in the movie. So whoever 
was in charge of the prop, the like the prop master for the movie. I don't know who fucked this up, but instead of putting the blanks that were supposed to be in there for the movie shot, they put real bullets in. So when you watch The Crow, know that you are actually watching a person get shot, like in real time. Like those were real bullets, that's real blood, and he actually died from his wounds from that movie. So it's very similar to The Game of Death, his father's character the game in the game of death he was an actor who got shot on the set of his movie or whatever and then quote unquote died but he faked his death that way unfortunately brandon lee did not fake his death and actually did die during the filming of the crow because everyone just thought that it was the fake bullets and they didn't immediately call emergency services so he laid there for like a minute or something like that bleeding out until someone was like holy shit like that's real and then they called the cop the ambulance or whatever the medic on set and then he couldn't be revived so yeah it's fucked up yeah it's a mess so um yeah i don't have anything else for game of death slash warrior's journey got anything uh like i said watch the biography uh you learn more about bruce lee it's great watch game of death just scrub all the way to like 30 minutes to the end and that's where you get the good juicy stuff that's where you get bruce lee yeah you're not like a dude sitting in the shadows or a cardboard cutout of his face they do that in the movie yikes when it's too close to have a fake person they do cardboard face of bruce lee it's it's a travesty a lot of people were like i don't want to be involved this this movie it's 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 a shit show yeah so um yeah uh we got tons more so We'll be back very soon, but if you want to tweet us anything about Bruce Lee that we missed, or we said something weird, or you know more about the curse, you can tweet us at? Uh, Allentown Pod. <laughs> been doing this for years. Okay. Uh, at Allentown Pod. No, you like, you like stammered. You're like, uh-huh. uh. If you want to email us anything, you email us at? Allentownpresents at gmail.com. You never see ha- seem happy to do this. I can say all of this. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we're on Facebook at Allentown Presents. Yeah, so uh, yeah, thanks guys, and we'll be back very soon with another episode. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye.